Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. The idea is, is we like to think of ourselves as like capable of handling a ton of really high focus tasks every day. There's like lots of high level things that we do every day that we wouldn't normally put in our bucket of like work things. Then all of a sudden we're like, how come I can't sit down and do my work? Well, are you sitting down to try and call a whole wedding at the very end of your day when you've had like a ton of crap going on? The idea is to really like look at your kind of day and go like, how many like really high level things am I trying to do here? This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, Audrey and I are fielding another question from you. This is phototherapy. This is phototherapy number two. Today, we are going to be talking about all things focus, distraction, and trying to get through busy season effectively when you have tons of stuff to call and tons of stuff to edit, and maybe you're prone to getting distracted. And so every time you sit down, you feel like you're getting right back up again and not getting much done. If that is you, this is the episode that you'll want to listen to. But first, a few messages from the folks that support this show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. So this is our second phototherapy thing, and I'm excited to be here. Hi. Hi. I'm excited to be here, too. Let's therapy it up. Yeah. If you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, you can go back and listen to Phototherapy 1. We answer a couple questions about 
what to charge for a wedding retainer, but a bigger one that I think for both of us was like, whoa, this is an amazing and challenging and wonderful thing that we're doing as far as this podcast. But the question was really heavy, was just like how to deal with uh, really toxic family members and people asking for things for free in your business, which I think all of us at, at some point have had to deal with. So that's an excellent introduction of what we're doing here today. We have questions. If you would like to submit a question, you can do that at help desk at photo business help. But our questions that were submitted this week are here and I think we should just dive in. So I'll read one and and then I'll let you answer first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. This is so fun. so fun. I love this. Okay. First question. These are all anonymous. We're going to keep it that way just to keep things simple. And so that if things become a little more personal, we can um, make sure that people feel comfortable asking. So that's that. First question. We'll start with the, the sort of light easy one first. What tips do you recommend for time blocking and not getting distracted by other things, especially when editing? You just made the funniest face. You're like, <laughs> do you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I can say something on this topic <laughs> because I'm a master at being distracted and it's a lifelong struggle for me and a lifelong learning and like continuous building the muscle of like stay on track so I've had to come up with a lot of different things to try and help work with my brain and not against it for me personally I know a lot of people that like listen to podcasts and watch tv when they're editing I am a creep and I edit in silence (laughs) it's not creepy it sounds relaxing (laughs) because I yeah I really I mean I will sometimes have the tv on in the background but I can't pay attention to the TV and edit at the same time. I just can't, which my brain just can't do those two things. So there's that. But one thing actually I did start doing last year, haven't done it recently and I probably should, but I would go to the library and just do like three hours of work there. And I would get so much more done than three days of work at home. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not being distracted by the cat. I'm not, you know, being distracted by the laundry that's laying around. I'm not needing a snack all of a sudden. And like, you know, you're just kind of forced to sit there and work and be quiet. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one is find a place that you can go to, to like eliminate the distraction. I totally agree. I think if you're finding that you're distracted by like, yeah, like I need a snack or like, oh, the dog has to go out or whatever it is. Or you know that... Uh, Who's that walking by my yeah, house? You know that like a doorbell's going to ring or a child's going to wake up or whatever. Like if you have the ability to f- carve out some time to go somewhere else where the only thing that you can do is sit there and work, that can be super, super helpful. That's like eliminating one piece. If you can't do that, one of the things I like to do is to... So first of all, I'll turn all the things off. I put my phone on airplane mode I do not have any social media stuff open and then I generally will put on my noise canceling headphones I don't know what the deal is with noise canceling headphones because even if you're listening to just like sometimes I'll just have like water rippling like some weird track that's nothing sometimes I'll listen to audiobooks sometimes I'll listen to podcasts but like I don't know what happens Except that like everything gets eliminated. So it's like you get this like tunnel focus. Like you like 
the neighbor's like leaf blower doesn't distract. I don't know. I don't, there's something about the noise cancelers that really do it for me. Um, the other thing that I made a note of was time yourself. And I know this sounds really dumb, but let's say you have to call a wedding, which is no fun because it takes a long time to call a wedding. Do all the things we already mentioned, but if you can't do any of those or don't want to, I highly recommend giving yourself 30 minutes, just setting a timer and saying, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes and I'm going to try to get it done. And chances are you might not in that window, but we always take as long as we're given to do something. So if you are going to start like a new project and you want to have it done by December 1st, you'll have it done by December 1st and probably no sooner. But if you want to have it done by Friday, you'll probably have it done by Friday. Like we work within these weird constructs and, you know, time windows that we give ourselves. So I always like to challenge myself, especially when I have something like I really don't want to do. Like right now, I have a ton of mini sessions I have to go through. And I, it's just a lot. It's like the same place. It's the same stuff. So it can be exactly the sort of thing that I get distracted. Like, I need a snack. I'm going to go have a glass mm-hmm. of wine. But like what I'll do with the <laughs> what I'll do with the minis is like I know pretty much how many I can do in roughly how much time. So I'll just say, OK, I'm going to finish these four and I'm not allowed to X, Y, Z until I'm done. And I hit that wall where I'm like, but I know that that wall is really only like 20 minutes away from me being done. So it's like if if I can just get it done, give myself a time frame, don't let myself. I mean, of course, if you have to go to the bathroom, but like no wine for you until you finish this last one. It's kind of giving yourself like a treat or a prize is oddly motivating. You have to dangle a carrot for (laughs) yourself sometimes to like, you know, even as adults, we have to do that. Yeah. But I can listen to stuff. So a lot of times what really helps me also is just a really good audiobook that's not a thinking one. So right now I'm listening to A Discovery of Witches, which is a fiction book about witches and vampires. It's okay. Like, it's well-performed. It's a little annoying. But, like, it's a fiction book about witches and vampires. Like, it's so easy to follow and just, you know, I'm not, in other words, I'm not reading, like, a self-help or a personal growth book where I'm, like, wanting to pause it to write stuff down like don't listen to something that requires you to like learn (laughs) you know like (laughs) like listen to something that's just like you know that you can just enjoy if you are the sort of person that likes to listen to stuff because then I get like lost in this world and I'm editing which is like double fun that was a long answer anything else sorry I, I don't know if you had more to add there I don't think so I just think the biggest one is like eliminate it sounds so simple but like try to eliminate as many distractions as possible. Visual, audio, like sounds, things that are going on around you. And if you can't like leave, you know, even if I, sometimes I'll go upstairs, my daughter has a desk in her room and I'll, I'll, I've gone up to her room and just worked in her room because it's quieter up there. I don't see what's going on outside. The cats are downstairs. You just reminded me of something. The other day I took my laptop and I went and I called a bunch of photos sitting by the fire, like in my comfy chair by the fire. And I never usually do that. I usually do most of my work at my desk because everything's kind of plugged in here. And But I think maybe if you are struggling with getting distracted, I think back to your first answer, Audrey, but like if you can't get out of the house, if you got kiddos or whatever, like just going to a different room, I was super focused. I was like really it just felt like a, a shift that yeah it was like oh no, like I'm gonna work now you know so maybe sit at the kitchen table instead of in your office and see if see if that helps I don't know 
I wonder what like the psychology is behind that. Cause like now that I think about it, I've done that before where I go sit at the island in the kitchen and something about it. I don't know. I just feel more focused to just switch it up every once in a while. Yeah. Be interesting to look into, but yeah. Well, it's totally weird because like, again, maybe it's that our distracted habits like, Ooh, I need a snack or, Oh, I'm going to go on Facebook. Maybe those get subconsciously built in in this one space. Mm-hmm. And then like Ooh. you don't realize it, but like sitting down has now been equated with like getting up again. <laughs> you know, like like I'm at my desk, which means I can get up and get a snack. I don't know. That's weird. That's good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> I talk about this we figure something out. a lot, but like. That silly book, Deep Work by Cal Newport, is uh, is a good one. It really does dive into some of the psychology around um, how distracted our brains are. Yes. Check that one out if you're interested. Um, yeah, you told me about about that one. And actually, it's funny. When I, one of the first times I went to the library to work, I did listen to that book on tape <laughs> while I was at the library. And it, I was able to actually focus on it which is so funny and ironic but I was able to actually like sit and listen to it while I was editing and it was so yeah good. oh my gosh it's so eye-opening yeah so deep work we can link to that in the show notes what else I think that does it I mean hopefully that's helpful there's one other thing that popped into my head there's a method called the Pomodoro method it's, you can google it you know, we all can personalize how we use it but really it is setting a timer for a task and in giving yourself okay, I'm going to answer emails right now for 10 minutes. And that, and if you just do the one thing that you said you were going to do and you challenge yourself to get it done in a very small time frame, like the smallest one you can possibly imagine getting it done in, that psychologically does something too because it makes you go like, okay, I got to get this done. And it's like you're focused on just that thing. So there's that. It's kind of like your attention – well, I'm speaking about myself mostly. My attention pops all over the place. Like I think of this and then all of a sudden I'm looking up a re- recipe on Pinterest and then I'm like checking an email and then this and that. And it's kind of like I need to work on my attention stamina. So if you're doing the Pomodoro Adoro effect and you set like a timer for 10 minutes and force yourself to only do one thing for those 10 minutes, I think over time you'll kind of you know, build that ability to stay on task longer. Exercise that muscle. It is. That's what it, it, I truly believe that. There's one final thing I just remembered also. I use an app called Forest where you plant trees and they grow if you stay focused and they die if you use your phone. (laughs) And then you can see every day, week, month, year, how many trees you planted, how many hours you were focused, blah, blah, blah. So I use focus and then they have like little soundtracks. One is like a rainforest. So a lot of times I'll just put like 20 minutes, plant a tree, put my headphones on and listen to the rainforest thing. And then, I mean, I'm like in this little, I don't know if I've built that muscle for that, but like when I hear that rainforest track, I'm like, (laughs) my brain's like, oh, you got to do something like this is serious. It's like more serious than like, you know, listening to my audiobook. So I usually put that on for things that I don't like doing, like answering a huge inbox full of emails where I know I have to put together proposals and, you know, like all sorts of stuff that I don't want to do. I'll usually do the forest timer for um, kind of like extra challenging brain stuff. 
That's so funny. I th yeah, I think you told me about that app too. It's like you have these digital trees and gardens you grow with your attention. <laughs> there's mushrooms and there's <laughs> oh my god, magical fairy trees and all sorts of stuff. Oh, also, who is it? Stephen Kotler, I believe, the author. He talks about something fascinating, and I would like to go back and revisit it, but if you Google him and check it out, he studies productivity and high-level performance, basically. And one of the things that stuck with me, I made a note about it um, that he talked about. I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm, I might have to fact-check this, but hopefully, anyway, this will still help whoever's listening. Our brains and, like, our output is only really capable of handling, like, I think he said, at the most five big tasks a day generally we do great with like I think like three or four I I'm butchering this but the the idea is is we like to think of ourselves as like capable of handling a ton of really high focus tasks every day and we forget that high focus tasks also include reading to your kids at night and getting them ready for bed or having a really intense discussion with your partner about what you're going to do with your money or like having to care for a sick parent or having to talk to a teacher at a conference or like whatever all these other th there's like lots of high level things that we do every day that we wouldn't normally put in our bucket of like work things then all of a sudden we're like how come I can't sit down and do my work well are you sitting down to try and call a whole wedding at the very end of your day when you've had like a ton of crap going on or are you doing it you know, did you carve out 30 minutes before you left for work, you got up a little early, and you haven't done anything yet today, so you can just, like, really go for it. I mean, I'm not saying that necessarily works for everyone, but, like, the idea is to really, like, look at your kind of day and go, like, how many, like, really high-level things am I trying to do here? Because I know for myself, like, today we're recording, this is one big thing on my list of, like, things I have to be focused for and prepared for. And so if I try to do like five more big things, I had a really big meeting with the photo business help team this morning. So that's two, you know, I have a bunch of vet stuff I have to deal with with my ailing dog. That's probably going to be three. It's going to take up a couple hours. You know, it's like you got to really look at your day in these chunks of like, what are some of like the really big energy sucks? <laughs> like, And not in a bad way. I mean, this I'm enjoying this, but like we just for, we forget about that you know if maybe you have a big one-on-one -on -one meeting with your boss and it's only a 10-minute meeting that's still going to probably be one because you're you're pulling everything all your resources like together to to be there and to do that so I think just also giving yourself some grace if it's been like a a week of a lot of crap if if it's every day a lot of crap then maybe really reassessing how you spend your time as well I don't know I feel like this could be a a whole nother episode of like yeah. talking about how how we minimize how much we like we do so much and I've I've listened I think maybe you directed me to Stephen Kotler he was on a couple podcasts and it was fascinating I highly recommend you find these episodes and listen to him talk about it because he was the one that said yeah your brain can only hold on to like four or five tasks and to do's at a time and I'm like four <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I have like 27 floating in my brain right now of the things that I have to do and that includes like pick the dirty clothes up off the floor and run the dishwasher and clean the litter boxes and 
um, this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's just like this hour of the things I have to do. And, he's, and he talks about how after four of those things, your brain function literally starts to diminish. And I'm like, well, it's no wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that explains everything. No wonder I'm constantly just. Well, and ah! for like the distracted <laughs> mind, one of the things that helps me is like to group my little things into one big output thing so like what you just listed like if I have a ton of crap to do around the house I try to like give myself like okay I'm gonna give myself an hour maybe I'll put on the headphones and listen to a podcast but it's like I'm gonna change the bed sheets and put the laundry in and do the dishes and you know clean the dog dish or whatever I don't know what I do but like you know if you can do it all in one chunk then all that, like, I got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, like, kind of stops floating around your head, which can also just be, like, if you sat down to call a wedding and you've got, like, oh, I've got to do these five tiny things, but you're kind of doing them sporadically throughout the day, which for some people that you have to, but I find that if I can get them off my plate as one thing, I mean, you've been over to my house, you know, it's like, I'm a pretty organized person, but, like, I do it in, like, big spurts, you know, like, I, because... Otherwise, all those bigger chores, I, I kind of lose lose the thread. Or at least I try to. I try to say, like, okay, I'm going to clean for an hour or whatever, you know. Yeah, and sometimes I'll do, if I have too many of those, like, small things going on in my head, I'll do what I call brain dump, and I'll just write out, like, or type out whatever feels better. Just a giant to-do list of just, like, I do this, 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 this. And it's a lot to like look at the list but then at least it's like okay I don't have to remember that I have to do all these things it's here and when I have time I'll come back to it and that energetically just really helps me to feel better so that I can just set it aside yeah thank you for that question because it ended up being really fun I have obviously a lot to say about this but I I'm fascinated by focus because I feel like I'm kind of a distracted brain as a creative person anyway and so I I really do enjoy when I sit down and get a bunch of stuff done in like 30 minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is great. So yeah, try out some of those different things. I can't recommend noise cancelers enough. They're, they're different than regular headphones. They just are, they're just, they, they are, they're, they're like magical, uh, magical little devices. Oh, I also started experimenting with Qualia Mind, which is a company, Qualia. I'm not affiliated with them. I, they are not sponsors. But uh, Qualia Alpha, also from Onnit, Alpha Brain, they're both nootropics. And so if you're interested in like more natural, non-Adderall-y kind of way to, like an adaptogenic way for your brain to focus, this is not a caffeinated situation. This is like an adaptogenic thing, different thing, different podcast topic altogether. But on days when I'm really feeling low, really have a lot to do, sometimes that can really help too. So check that out. Okay. All right, Audrey. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, quick reminder, too, if you want to submit a question for Audrey and myself about all things related to running your photo business or just a life thing, we're, we'll try to answer it here on Phototherapy. Just send an email to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. That's helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. We'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed phototherapy, make sure you head back and listen to our very first phototherapy. Phototherapy 1 is the title. 
We talk about how to handle family members and friends that might be taking advantage of you in your business. This is never fun. And it's always really hard to say no to people like that because we want to help them. Someone called in. It's a great episode. It's really a little bit heavy. There's a lot that we cover, especially if you're dealing with some toxic relationships in your business. You definitely want to hear Phototherapy 1. So check that out. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. 